you have to always fine tune your mind and body and soul. So I think all those three things are important elements to be successful in life, not necessarily just a career or something that you do day to day. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Chris Miles. Chris Miles, thank you for being such a longtime member of the We Are LA Tech community and just championing everything that we do. Really appreciate you. Be sure to say hello to Chris on Twitter at Miles Next Door. That's M I L E S N E X T D O O R. Miles Next Door. Let Chris know you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. So today's personal spot is about a book I just finished listening to called The Effortless. And man, was it powerful. I already put a hold on it to listen to it again. So many incredible lessons. And I mean, it's just so much that I I don't even think I could get into all of them right now, but I could tell you I'm sitting in my car at the beach after, you know, a long day and just remembering to make time for myself and that no matter what challenge arises, there is a way to operate inside of our bodies to be effortless. And it's definitely a mindful practice where like today when I was starting to feel flustered, it's like, well, what can I do? Like, how can I shift this state that I'm feeling right now? And, you know, even though like, you honestly, like I'm, I feel almost like stuck in my car. Like I'm at the beach in the parking lot, looking at the beach, but I'm not yet ready to even step out of the car and walk. It's like, I could only make it to the beach. And if this is it, if I can't get out of my car and this is as far as I got, it's better than, you know, not, you know, leaving the house at all. So I think just like re-examining and asking ourselves, like, how can we feel, you know, joy and enjoy what we do when things feel complicated? How can we make them, them simple? And are we focusing on what we do have so we could attract more abundance? Or are we just focusing on what, what we don't have? And and just kind of like doing a check. Another thing that I check in with myself is that if I feel really flustered and triggered, it usually means there's something deeper going on with me. So just making the space to like really explore that and work on it and and understand that at the end of the day, hopefully like I, you will be okay, you know? So anyway, I hope that helps you in your day to day. Enjoy the next episode. Tech podcast celebrating LA tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest. Welcome to the podcast, John. Hello. Hi, Esprit. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Really excited to paint audio with you. Oh my gosh, you have been listening. You have been listening. I oh, I appreciate that. John, remind me, where in LA are you based? 
I'm based here in West Hollywood. Nice. Are you from LA? You and I are probably one of the very few. I wasn't born here, but I've lived here for quite some time. And so why West Hollywood? Is there any particular reason why that area? Like if someone is new coming to LA, what would you say about West Hollywood? I would say it's quite central to everything. So you can be 20 minutes each way, whether you want to go into Hollywood or down to the beach or up north to the valley. And let's get into a little bit about your background and tap. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So hi, I'm John King, founder of TAP, and TAP is the fastest and most reliable way for you to discover, organize, and keep track of products you love, want to buy, and to privately share with your friends and family. And what inspired you to create TAP? The inspiration kind of came with our first product originally, which was a uh, travel recommendation app. And friends used to ask me when I traveled a lot pre-COVID, You know, where to go, what to do. And I just got tired of doing the email PDF conversion and sending it up and broadcasting it to them via email. And of course, you know, along the way, we had to pivot. So back in March, we pivoted to products, which we kind of brought forward from our roadmap. We were going to bring uh, shopping abroad onto our platform when we were a travel app, but we decided to dig in deeper and find out what the consumer shopping experience was like during COVID. Please tell, it's like a cliffhanger. And what, what was it like during COVID? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you can't leave me there. (laughs) (laughs) Online shopping obviously had, you know, quadrupled everyone who wasn't really into technology uh, or really was very uncomfortable buying things such as food from the supermarket online started doing that. And, you know, the the shift from what was important pre-COVID to what was more important during COVID. And now we're, we're kind of getting into that maybe perhaps post-COVID era. So there's been a shift in priorities. There's been a shift in mindset. And uh, the consumer is more informed on how to use technology for convenience. Where was your company when you started? Where is it today? And where do you hope it will be a couple of years from now? What's the vision? Well, the vision is really to align people authentically and with trust by empowering their circle, inner circle of friends and family. We see a future of autonomous or semi-autonomous shopping within the next five to 10 years. You know, we started out as just two people, uh, someone I hired, so I'm a solo founder. And then we kind of grew our team to three, and we kind of stayed that way because everything was out of my pocket. I haven't started maxing out my credit cards yet, but... Uh, but Oh, it's a jolly know, we're, good time. We're, we're I've been along. there. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know how much stocking you did, but it's terrifying if you've done a lot of it. My entrepreneurial journey has been quite intense. <laughs> and is your team still at three people? Yeah, I love it at three. I mean, we wish we can have more. It's just based out of uh, whether you know I can afford to burn through faster in that sense to get to where we need. And sometimes, you know, in the Valley or in 
startup world, they always teach you to build fast and break things. And that's to some ways, you know, there's some truth to it. But then in other ways, it's kind of nice to methodically, you know, really learn about your customers and build for them. And sometimes you can't build things fast enough. I think you should learn faster from your customers and then and then build build things, uh, you know, for you know based on based on their needs and not yours. And okay, so three people in your company. This is something I'd like to explore because I think people when they first start building a company picture that they just want to have hundreds of employees, all this kind of stuff. It wasn't until I tried to get Google to acquire my company and I landed on the grounds of Google and I'm like, there's just no way I want this level of responsibility in my life. And so I always want a company 10 people or less, even five people or less. Is that the same for you? Or what does the future of your company look like? Meaning what are you trying to build toward? Sure. I mean, I don't think we can keep it at three and I don't think we can keep it even at a hundred. At some point, we're pretty ambitious with our vision. So we'll have to have a bigger team to drive that forward. The product that we're building today is nothing that we're going to be in 10 years because it just takes a lot more uh, than just a 100 team member to, to get there. So I'm comfortable with three people and I'm also comfortable with a hundred. I've never been to a thousand before, so we'll, we'll see when that happens. And what kind of experience had you had before you created this company to led you to want to create tap? Well, I've been in the entertainment business for since my early twenties and for, you know, the early part of my 17 year career there, I produced film and television in Hollywood. And then I kind of took what I learned there and transitioned into live music entertainment by being the promoter and producer of Latin music here in LA from, you know, signing on acts like Shakira and Mana and playing at the Staples Center or the Anaheim Pond at that time. And then, of course, exiting out of that and selling the promotion business to Nederlander Entertainment, which is a local entertainment group. And then from there, I kind of parlayed that into buying and operating a 24-hour Spanish infomercial TV station (laughs) down in San Diego for three years. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, And then, yeah. Wait, do you speak Spanish fluently? I don't, but I was born in Venezuela, if that counts. (laughs) It Uh, does count. (laughs) I was influenced by a local um, by a local legend, Jerry Perenchio, who I had the honor of knowing when he was alive, and he was the founder of Univision or Univision, which is the the premier Spanish television broadcaster here in America. And uh, he doesn't speak Spanish, Stop. or he didn't speak Spanish. Oh wow! Yeah. So, oh, wow. That's funny. So I, my, I, I speak Spanish, so I I got very excited and I couldn't, anyway, that's a whole nother story for not this podcast, but so, okay, enough about that. So tap, who is your target market and how can our community help you accelerate forward? What can we do to push you forward? I mean, our beachhead that we've realized are our moms 
moms in West LA, for instance, uh, you know, there are three levels of moms. There are the new moms, the soccer moms, and then the empty nester moms. And moms have been awesome because they onboard like 25 to 30 of their friends and constantly share all sorts of recommendations from beauty to skincare to kids products to, you know, food, wine, so on and so forth. But it's really meant, TAP is really meant for anyone to kind of come on and create your own personalized private community that you can share among people that you know and trust and quickly find the recommendations that you're wondering about. And what is your driver? Because growing a company is not easy and having invested all of your own money Why is this so important to you to wake up every day and make so much sacrifice? Well, you know, there's been a waste of time and resources that come along the way with consumerism. And what we like to do is cut out the noise, you know, in social media, as well as certain marketplaces, there are too many fake reviews and, and, and fake recommendations or disingenuine recommendations. And, you know, the, the life experience I've had being a traveler before, even though, you know, we're not really necessarily a travel product anymore, but getting these awesome recommendations from people you really know and trust and having that connection because we connect on based on standards and values is so key because, you know, you can find the wrong type of recommendations or reviews elsewhere from a marketplace or a review site. And when you actually experience that uh, journey, uh, it becomes half filled. And so to the delight of the recommendations I've always gotten from dear friends and family, it transcends exactly to products where if I wanted to replace a vacuum cleaner, I know a few friends that would know about vacuum cleaners more than I would, and I would trust their recommendations and not have to go through that shopping, buying, and then return and reshop journey. And so that there's a lot of time wasted, money wasted, and the environmental cost is even greater. You know, I just want to bring up the point that in 2019, 5 billion tons of landfill waste was attributable to online returns, uh, which is an alarming number. And that's just online returns. That's not the packaging. These are returned items that, you know, companies just want to discard because it's cheaper for them to do that. As far as I'm aware, you haven't raised money, right? No, I haven't raised any money. I have an angel lined up and I can't announce who that person is. But when the time is right, I think we'll bring him on. So I was curious because some companies don't want to raise money at all. So I was curious if raising money is a direction that you wanted to head in to help you propel growing. Oh, absolutely. I think that there can be some great partnerships. It's just a matter of time to find the right partners uh, that we can get along uh, for the long haul, because this is a journey that's going to be 10 plus years. And so many people have raised money from being on the podcast for all the investors listening, if they're the right fit, like what types of investors are the right fit for you right now? And where can they reach out to you? Uh, The right fit is basically seeing the same vision that we are and um, being there 
for us and with us uh, to see around the blind corners, obviously, and then uh, being able to take us and walk with us through this 10-year-plus journey. And if they like to get in touch with me, they can find me on Twitter at TapJohnKing. And how about people who would like, there's so many amazing, talented people in our community that are looking for an internship or just to be a part of it, because I know you're at three and it's self-funded, so you're potentially not hiring right now, but are there internship opportunities to be a part of your team and grow with you? Absolutely. I love interns. I've had them uh, during my entertainment days, and a lot of my old interns have become someone notable in Hollywood, so I've always loved new fresh talent that basically uh, come in with a new mind and a new way of looking at things. And there are no rules sometimes when you're building a product or creating something that is unique. And should they reach out to you on Twitter as well? Yeah, please. Again, that's Top John King. Awesome. I think I'm super excited to jump into what we started to talk about before we started recording, which is how important it is to take care of self in the founder journey. And I think it's something that as a culture, we think that it's the first thing we need to sacrifice self, but it's actually, if we don't have ourselves, then how can anyone else have us, especially our companies? And one thing that you do to take care of self is you prioritize self during the weekends and you have a very interesting uh, history with yoga. Can you share with me a little bit about your yogic journey and how you hold your weekend sacred? So my weekends uh, are about, you know, myself and self-love in in many senses, Uh, from yoga to um, just tuning out from the digital world. You know, my yoga journey started when I started producing films. And uh, my business partner at the time, his father was Vidal Sassoon, who was the hair care legend, who used to do a lot of yoga and swam 100 laps every day uh, and kept himself healthy. And he's, you know, always looked like amazing fit person, you know, from all the other dads that I knew. Uh, So I just discovered traditional yoga that he was doing. And from that, uh, started finding my own groove in terms of my own yoga journey. So that's something uh, that I keep very sacred uh, in terms of my weekends. It's it's just a self-love. You have to be, especially when you are a founder or a co-founder, you need that space away from what you do on a daily grind, Monday through Friday. I know I get caught up in it consistently, not taking time for myself and just push, 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 push. And it's so hard to give ourselves as founders and driven people permission to prioritize just being well. It's incredible how difficult that is. Well, you got to be healthy if you're going to last another 20 plus years in that, you know, entrepreneurial journey or more. You have to always fine-tune your mind and body and soul. So I think all those three things are important elements to be successful in life, not necessarily just a career or something that you do day to day. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. What LA tech resources have you accessed or been a part of that you recommend other people check out as well? I've recently been invited to the launch house and that was pretty cool. 
that was very cool, actually. It was a great experience at seeing how people are coming together here in the LA community in technology um, and, and, and also people who are just interested in understanding more about tech. I think that the opportunities here in LA are going to even grow further. Been a lot of talk about Miami and Austin and everything else, but I feel that the creative community has always been here since the Orange Grove days of LA, where the studios came in and started this movie magic. And from there, it kind of grew into music. And now, as you uh, have been aware of, I mean, LA went through a renaissance in terms of great eateries and restaurants in downtown LA pre-COVID. And unfortunately, COVID did destroy part of that community uh, and that capability. But I think people are ready to bounce back and be more creative here in LA. And technology has a lot to do with our DNA here. So from aerospace, we could see that that was technology. There's great biotech uh, community south of us. And you know, there's some great universities that surround us. So it, there's, no, there's no rhyme or reason why LA wouldn't be pretty high up on tech. I mean, we have Snap in our backyard and we have a lot of wonderful uh, tech companies that are here to stay. And before we move on, can you tell us what is Launch House? Because some people may not be familiar and I agree. It's, it's so cool. Brett Goldstein, I believe, is the gentleman's name that I got the invite from. He runs Launch House and I'm sure there may be a team I guess they find new cohorts of ambitious young tech startup founders and co-founders to kind of come in, live and work in this house for a certain period of time. And from time to time, they have these wonderful events that they throw together that they invite a notable VC from the Valley to come down and visit and give a talk along with sometimes a special uh, guest, usually a founder that they have funded that have been remarkably successful in their fundraise and in their company building. Who's a person that you've come across lately? You mentioned Brett, who comes to mind as someone who's really impressed you, a person or a company? Wow. I mean, there's been quite a few because it's not easy to have survived COVID doing what we love doing. So there's not one particular one that comes to mind right away, but there's been several that I've met along the way that are not only great human beings, but they've, they've stuck it out and they've either pivoted or created something that is remarkable. And uh, it's always great to remember and you know your journey through these processes. That's the secret, right? It's who are the people who are able to pivot during times of difficulty. And it's just so impressive when we can, because it's not an easy thing to do. If somebody were just landing in LA and wanted to get involved in the tech space, what would you recommend that they do? Where should they go? What should be their first move? Well, definitely study up on Twitter first and foremost. And hashtag long say, LA, hashtag tech LA, hashtag Silicon Beach. 
Hashtag Silicon Beach exactly. LA. <laughs> and, and then check, we are LA Tech as well and everything that you've built as well as others. And from there, I think it's a great start. It's, it's, uh, it's not like coming off the bus and trying to be a movie star. It, it entails some technology and some platforms to use to really get acquainted with it. But I think once you find the right group, you'll start being able to build uh, your network from there. Okay. So a couple LA lifestyle questions. Your favorite hike, if you like to hike, and your favorite restaurant that you would recommend. Ah, Paseo de Mar in the Palisades is one of my favorite hikes. The one closer to me would be Franken Canyon, uh, right behind the Beverly Hills Hotel up in the canyons. My favorite restaurant would be Via Veneto. That's the best Italian restaurant in town. It's in Santa Monica. It's on Main Street. It's a little bit high end, but... You know, when when friends from Italy come and say this is the best uh, raviolis I've ever had, I tend to believe it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've never been there. I have to go there now. <laughs> Sounds amazing. And I used to live well, in Italy. Go. I would love that. I would love that. Is there any last thing that you want to leave with everybody listening? Just want to say how excited I am about the LA tech community and how much I'm looking forward to being a part of it for the next, you know, millennia. It's so interesting, I think, and I've said this for a while, that LA Tech is going to come back so much stronger post-pandemic than it even was pre-pandemic. So I'm excited to see what happens. There's so many investors relocating here. It's incredible. And the best place to connect with community right now, for whatever reason, is Twitter. Twitter's LA Tech community is popping off at the moment. So, yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right about that. It's it's where I find local get-togethers with, you know, startup founders and 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 people who work in tech. Definitely. Well, John, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community. Remember, go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is John King. I'm founder of TAP. TAP is a product recommendation app we're based in West Hollywood, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.